So the reading is from Psalm 34 and is, page, is on page 6, 561. I, I will exalt the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. My soul will boast in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and he delivers them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. The face of the Lord is against those who do evil to cut off the memory of them from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. A righteous man may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We're going to look at um, Psalm 34. And I was, I was thinking this morning, I know when I preach a sermon, sometimes it can feel a bit like um, a three-course meal. You know, you come to the starter and you're really looking forward to the starter because you're so hungry and you're anticipating it. But by the time you get to the dessert, you're just feeling a bit stuffed. (laughs) And um, anyway, that's just my sermons. So um, this morning, we're not going to be looking at a sermon. We're going to be looking more of a self-service cafeteria because we're going to look at this passage together. Um, This psalm is, is one that I... I've always come back to as one that I love. It was one that was read at our wedding. Um, And it is quite long. And I think the vicar who was doing the sermon was a bit taken aback that he was going to preach on a 
a psalm that was quite this long. Um, and, it, and one which wasn't 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind. But I think it's a really popular psalm because it reflects so much of our Christian experience. There's so much in it which speaks of some of the experiences that, that we go through, the things that we encounter as, as disciples of, of Jesus. Let's just look at some of those things. For those of us who, who love to worship, and especially in a context of coming together, that's verses 1 and 3. Let us exalt us together. For those who are seeking an answer from God, who are really crying out to him in a time, well, verse 4 says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. There's a verse there for those who are fearful. There's a verse there for those who long to experience more of him. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. And there's verses in there for those who are brokenhearted, crushed, afflicted. And we all go through seasons like that. There's, we all go through seasons, some of us, of loss, where we've lost ones we love. And the Lord promises to come close to us as we're brokenhearted. So what I'd like us to do is just, if you've got a Bible there, that would be brilliant, and there'll be some underneath the seat. Otherwise, just take a look at the screen, and Paul will just move it around. But I want us to recognize our own, see if there's anything of our own voice in this psalm. Something of the place that we're in at the moment, which we would connect to and go, yeah, that's me. That's where my heart is at the moment. It might be in great expectation of things happening, or it might be that you're struggling with fears. So let's just take a couple of minutes to read through that. So I haven't given you so much time. <laughs> but I wonder if there's anybody who'd like to say what some of the, and Phil's got a little radio mic here if, if you can't hear you, but any of the, ver what were the verses that stood out for you? Thank you, Mike. This is verse 12. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, pray that all the nations will work in harmony together to bring an end to global with the great threat that there is to future generations yet unborn. Amen. Okay, anybody else from Psalm 34? Anything they'd like that was particularly real to them? Rob, thank you. The, the, uh, verse 6, um, this poor man called and the Lord heard him. He saved him out of all his troubles. I was, I am very privileged. I grew up in a household and in a family um, who loved the Lord Jesus and um, my mother and my father and taught us faithfully um, to, to follow him. And this was one of the psalms that my father encouraged us as children to, to learn by heart. Mm. And my sister, who was just 18 months younger than I, I was much better at learning her verses than I ever was. And, um, and she, um, she was particularly touched by this poor man called, and the Lord heard him. And I, I never forget her saying, and saved him all out of his troubles. 
and the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him, and he delivered them. Um, my sister went on to be a very good consultant doctor, um, but suffered a great deal because of partly the death of my father in an accident, the death of my brother who was murdered in Kenya, the death of a cousin who was also murdered in Kenya serving the Lord, and the death of a very good friend who drowned off the coast of, of uh, Kent, um, who was a, a great Christian. And she struggled. She actually died of alcoholism. Mm. But I'm absolutely sure that we will meet again in heaven. And because of these words, this poor man cried, and the Lord heard him mm. and delivered him all out of his troubles. And he is faithful. He does mm. that. Thank you, Rob. Maybe one, one more person? Thank you, Graham. Thank you. Um, the verse which really struck me was the last one. The Lord redeems his servants. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. Mm. No one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. Well, I don't suppose there's anyone here who would think that they don't deserve condemnation for X, Y, Z, 101 things. But we would all say, absolutely, Lord, thank you so much for all the love that you showed to us in suffering at Calvary's cross and taking our sin so that we are not condemned. Hmm. But this was written before Calvary. This was written by a man who had real faith. Mm. He didn't understand God's plan of salvation, which never reached... Well, it, it hasn't reached its fulfillment yet, because we still live in a great and terrible suffering world. But it reached even less of its fulfillment prior to Calvary, yet his faith helped him to understand that redemption was available because God loved him. Mm. And though he hadn't understood what Calvary would be like in reality, he could say, in faith, no one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. Mm. Wonderful. Thank you, Graham. Thank you for all three people who shared. So I think one of the things that the Psalms are so wonderful is that we can hear our own, thank you, our own voice in them and they reflect where we're at. But this Psalm as well is just so full of the voice of God. It's so voice of his promises to us and his voice just sings out in so many things that he promises to do for us. So you might, as you're just casting your eye around it, just see all the things that are there. I, I counted at least 10, and it depends how many, how you classify them. But he's the God who answers us when we seek him. He delivers us from our fears. He hears us when we cry to him. Somebody said, I think Graham said he hears us. He saves us from every trouble. He protects and delivers those who fear him. And so on. And so on. So as much as God reveals his promises, we see his goodness to us behind his promises. That we can trust him because he's faithful, 
because he will promise to help us, because he will promise to deliver us, that he will draw near to us, that every inclination of our heart to seek him, he will go abundantly more to reach us. So alongside, if you had a verse that might reflect to you, I'm just going to give you a couple of minutes to see if there is a, a promise that goes alongside that. Something that the God would just speak for you into your situation. Okay. We haven't quite got time to go around again and, and do that, but I just invite you that in this coming week, take those two things. Take the psalm and see where did I find my own voice in it, but also what does God promise back to me? And there's one other phrase in this which you can't really read it and avoid it, but these promises are for those who, it says, fear the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is kind of an old-fashioned phrase and in some ways, it can sound a bit unhelpful because it, it sounds like we're meant to be frightened of God, which is absolutely not true. But it means to have an, a holy awe of him, to reverence him. It means to love the things that he loves and also to hate the things that he hates. And it says in um, verse 11, it kind of sums it up. Come, my children. That's us. Listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. I will teach you what holy awe and reverence looks like. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking lies. Turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. I was, um, I was praying with somebody last week in the service and uh, I had this sense for them that, that God was saying um, it's a season for them to dig new wells, that the old wells that they'd lived by weren't going to be enough for the season that we're coming into, a season where there's more external pressures maybe more internal pressures, but also more opportunities because of all the things that are going on in the world, because of wonderful people coming from Ukraine that we can bless and care for, for all the other situations. But I sense that that, that word of digging new wells wasn't for them, it was for me, and it was for all of us. That some of the things that we've done, we need to go back to the Lord and say, how are you leading me in this season? to go deeper with you. And I think that what we've done this morning is one of those key areas. I found in the last month, I suppose, that I keep going back to the same three passages of Scripture. One is the Isaiah 55 about coming to the waters and drinking. And I find that every time I go back to them, then the Holy Spirit takes me a little bit deeper into them. And he is building up something like a friend of mine calls them memory stones. Things that we go back to and they feed us in times when things might be a bit harder or we might be busier. But memory stones that feed us.
And so I just give that to you. Maybe something in this psalm is going to be a memory stone for you. Something that will keep feeding and you'll keep turning back to because God's speaking to you from it.